The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and for World Diabetes Awareness Month, we are doing something a little bit different. Every single day in November, we will be releasing a brand new episode with practical tips, practical insight, and practical advice you can implement with your own diabetes management. This is 30 days to change your life with type 1 diabetes. But remember, this is all from my own experience. If you have any issues or concerns regarding your own diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back to our 30-day diabetes project. And today we're going through resistance training, how to keep blood sugar stable during weightlifting, during resistance training, during bodyweight workouts, whatever it might be. So essentially, resistance training is different to cardio. Resistance training is like when you go to the gym and you're lifting weights, there's resistance. When you're doing push-ups, there's resistance. It's that type of exercise. So generally speaking, with resistance training, the effect or the impact that you will see on blood sugar usually is that your blood sugar will increase for the most part. Now, it may not, it may drop. That's how unique diabetes can be to everybody. But generally speaking, when you resistance train, your blood sugar is inclined to increase. So, what I like to pay attention to or what I like to be aware of so that I can either keep my blood sugar in range as much as possible with resistance training or get them back in range as fast as possible following resistance training are number one, spot a pattern, right? And this is relevant to every aspect of your diabetes management, but you need to be confident of a pattern or a trend that you see. Meaning if you go to the gym three days in a row or three times in a row, whatever it is, and each of those three times your blood sugar spikes, that's a pretty good indication that on the fourth time, it's probably going to spike again. doesn't mean it definitely will, but there's a pattern or there's a trend to it. So when you spot a pattern or a trend to something, that gives you a better ability to actually put an action step in place to change something. By the way, if you are unsure as to why your blood sugar is spiking during resistance workouts, usually it's as a result of hormones being released, stress hormones being released 
when you lift weights because essentially your body's under stress. You're releasing adrenaline, you're releasing cortisol, and as a result, your body is naturally releasing glucose into your system. So that's why your blood sugars start to climb. So as I said, if you see a pattern or a trend, it gives you confidence to put something in place to avoid it happening as much in the future. So again, I'll speak from my perspective. If I know that every time I go to the gym, every time I do a resistance style workout, my blood sugar spikes up to 12 millimoles every time. That to me says, okay, at 12 millimoles, I require a two unit correction for my blood sugar to come back down in range, for example. So the next time I go to the gym, now I'm not telling you to do this. This is just the process that I would go through. So the next time I go to the gym, I'm saying to myself, chances are I'm going to spike up to 12 again. So can I take my two units of insulin in advance of the workout, almost like a pre-bolus to the workout to avoid the big spike? That's one thing I can do. Generally, from my experience personally, again, it can be different for everybody, but if I have a natural spike in blood sugar coming from cortisol, coming from adrenaline, that blood sugar comes back down in range easier itself over time. So what I like to do following a resistance style workout, instead of taking insulin too quickly, I will opt for a 5, 10, 15, 20-minute walk, maybe on a treadmill if I'm in a gym, to naturally bring my blood sugar down. So if I finish the workout, and again, this comes from patterns or trends, if I finish the workout at 12 millimoles, I need to have a pattern or a trend, or I need to know that does my blood sugar stay at that range? Do I actually require insulin? Or is it inclined to come back down itself naturally? So going for a walk 5, 10, 15 minutes after can work well to stable it off. Also, following a workout like that, if I'm uncertain of where my blood sugars are going or I'm uncertain of, like, am I going to stay high? Am I going to go low? My first meal after the gym is going to be something that doesn't require insulin. Again, I'm simplifying a meal to simplify my blood sugar just for that meal itself. So if I'm uncertain of this spike, I'm uncertain of any drop that I might see, opting for a little to no carbohydrate meal that potentially doesn't require insulin helps just give me clarity around where my bloods are settling over the next one, two, three-ish hours. And again, not being oblivious to all of these things that I'm doing, not being oblivious to how my blood sugar is reacting, but actually paying attention to, okay, I did this type of workout my blood sugar spiked up to X. It naturally came down between the time of 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., for example. And all of this information can seem sometimes inadequate or irrelevant, but it's all relevant because the more that you know about your blood sugar, particularly with resistance training, particularly with going to the gym, the more confidence you have of actually doing something about it to keep your blood sugar in range. 